We are live. What is up, everybody? We are back at it again, and today we have another Q&A episode for you guys. So we are going to start with an easy one, and it's going to be a super seasonal question. Did you guys celebrate Halloween growing up? Yo, I didn't celebrate Halloween, but I went every year to get candy. What were you dressed as? I just went as myself. Ooh, I mean, that's a pretty scary costume, yeah. not going to lie. And, well, one year I went as Michael Jackson, which I guess is kind of <laughs> scarier, um, but nobody really knew it was Michael Jackson. Did you have a little monkey on your shoulder? Well, I mean, you are like you were like the transition color, Michael, right? No, actually, wow, I didn't even think about that. Um, no, I, had, I got these gloves, and then I got this, like, silly hat, and that's it. And then I just wore, like, shorts or jeans or something. I'm sure Michael would be proud hearing that. This is, this is getting kind of creepy now. <laughs> I didn't, like, celebrate as a kid because in Dubai, people didn't celebrate Halloween. You, like, knew it existed, but you didn't celebrate it. But you can bet that I did the second we moved back to the U.S. For my first year, we lived in, like, Bettendorf, Iowa, and that's when I dressed as Harry Potter. And since then, I've been a Death Eater. I wore a toga. I've done a couple's costume where she was Pebbles and I was Bam Bam. Like, I love Halloween, and it only gets better from when you're a kid to when you're in college and, like, end of story. Wait, did they did they give you corn in Iowa? Um, you know, I don't remember, but probably. They probably just gave us, like, husks of corn. Yeah, Halloween's a great time. Like, just the free candy growing up was always a plus, and I was personally, like, Spider-Man, Batman, you know, just the classic Halloween costumes, nothing too special, but, you know, it's a good time when you're in college, it's just an excuse to party and go out, so... Because you need an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Man, the best part about Halloween is the candy on sale at Walgreens, dude. Like after, yeah, after dude. the one dollar bag of yeah, dude. candy. Yeah, dude, get a dollar bag of uh, Twix. Twix is flame. I'm not gonna. Oh, lie. I'm a I'm a fan of the right Twix. I can't stand left Twix. What do you, like, wait, what do you mean? Hey, I don't discriminate. I like left and right Twix. It's not the same thing. There's left Twix and there's right Twix, and I'm a huge proponent of right Twix. No, this isn't a thing. I will go out of my way to avoid left Twix and eat the right Twix. They sell they sell individual packs of them now. This is this is insane. I don't think this is a thing. This is, it is a thing. This, this is, a is thing. not fake news. Like I, I have Halloween candy at my house right now, and you will catch me eating the right Twix. But this this is just you, right? This isn't a thing. I mean, no, it, it's a, it's probably a thing. It's probably just you who likes right Twix. No, no, there's people out there. We're there's dozens of us. Dozens. So is, is that with like other candy too? No, like okay, I will say this. Y'all gonna hate me for this. I reached a point in my life where I just bite the Kit Kat. Yeah, that, isn't that... No, you, I don't break it off. I bite into the Kit Kat. Like, you eat both pieces at the same time. Yeah, everyone does, right? Oh, I do that. You do that? Well, I guess we're both just weirdos. No, you're supposed to, like, break me off a piece of that. No one's gonna say Kit Kat bar and help me out? Nah, you have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, fine. I guess we're just gonna move on then. Okay, so our next question is, what are your takes on the rising trends of nationalism in the U.S., Pakistan, and India? And I'm going to go ahead and answer this one first because I have some strong feelings about this. I fully believe that India and Pakistan should be at war. They really should be. And hear me out. They should be in a war to eradicate disease, illiteracy, poverty, gender barriers, and their unnecessary borders. Like, I'm going to touch on these topics. On disease, Pakistan is one of the three countries in the world with polio still out there. How the hell do you still have polio? These are factors that you can work on, especially as a nation. You're trying to be a world superpower? Like, India has already cleared it. Point for India, and they should be proud of that. 
and now illiteracy in general education. India's literacy rate is like 70-something percent, and Pakistan's is 50-something. Again, point for India, and they should be proud of it. And don't even get me started on gender inequality in these countries, because women are kind of treated as second-class citizens. You hear about in the news honor killings, forced marriages, and just like complete brutality. And this is from a country that declares itself as an Islamic republic? Like, what is wrong with you? And India is just as bad. This isn't just a one-country problem. And when you tally it up, what do both of these countries have to be so nationalistic about? India will tell their countrymen that they're in the greatest country. Pakistan will tell their countrymen that they're in the greatest country. And guess what? Neither of you are. Quit being so prideful because the entire world judges you guys as the exact same. And that's as the bottom of the totem pole. Fix your issues before you start beaming with pride and nationalism and prove that you're worth global recognition, because right now, you are not. Yeah, I mean, in terms of nationalism, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with it. I think it's fine if you, if you know you're prideful about the country and where you're from. But that being said, uh, I think it's a reminder to everyone that we all have to be united under humanity, and that nationalism shouldn't stop us from acting human towards one another. So yeah, have pride in your country, you know, rep where you are and all that good stuff. But at the same time, just remember we're all human. Like just because someone's from India and Pakistan doesn't mean that they should be rivals. Just remember that. I think I think your point's pretty good, but there's a difference between nationalism and having pride. I think uh, having pride is important. Like you should have pride for where you're from, your culture, things like that. But when you get into, like, nationalism, I think it's getting kind of dangerous. Personally, I think it's, like, probably the biggest threat to, like, global peace. Um, This idea that we're better than somebody else just because of where they're from. Exactly, because there's things you should have, like, some pride for about where you're from. But don't get up in arms about it because there's going to be other places that are better at certain things than your country is. Be happy about your identity, allow it to help you move forward, but don't be so overly, like, this is so central to my identity, it overshadows everything else. Yeah, I think Pakistan and India both, like, people from those countries, they are pretty guilty of having really strong nationalism. You were you went on a pretty strong rant against Pakistan, oh, oh, so I gotta, like, push back a little bit. The Yeah, the health ministry, yeah, polio has been a huge failure, I can admit, but... They've done a really good job recently in reducing rates of polio, attacking religious extremism. So they are improving slowly, but they are improving. All right. Well, I'll I'll take that. Everything is in the name of progress to a point. But if you're trying to be a global superpower, you have to find your strength and not be such a pushover. We're going to jump from nationalism to more of religious identity. And we have a question from a fan. So she says, I currently go to college and I've become friends with two Muslim girls, but they both live extremely different lifestyles. How are two Muslim girls living such wildly different lives? So I've definitely experienced this, and I'm going to start by saying this isn't a girls-only thing. This is a thousand percent guys as well as girls, and honestly, it just comes down to this. Everyone is different, and I'm different compared with the guy down the road, different compared with my siblings, and different than I was a few years ago. It's our life experiences that make us who we are, and when people have these different life experiences, they grow differently. If you focus on prayer, well, that'll mold you. You'll be less inclined to go to clubs or eat non-halal food. When you shift your priorities, you still consider yourself a Muslim, even though you might not go to every Jummah or Friday prayer, 
or you might not fast a full month of Ramadan, or you don't pray five times a day every day. And like, I don't pray five times a day, and I don't know many people who do other than like some immediate family, and you can judge me for saying that, but think about how that reflects on you. We are all learning, and I'm still learning, and I consider myself a Muslim. I might not be as devout as another person you can compare me to, and I may be more devout than another person. It's just about how you grow throughout life. I think your um, point about everyone being different is pretty well taken here. I think the media puts such a large blanket on religious groups that when people encounter two different people that you know are from the same religion, it, they can kind of struggle with understanding how that's possible. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I blame the media for that, um, not necessarily the person who's asking the question. Right, like, and when you think about the media, there's, they have such a distinct portrayal of Muslims that it's hard to understand, like, we're just normal people, you know, we're all, we're, we're Americans, we're doing our own thing, we're learning just as well as everyone else is, so. Yeah, I mean, I've had people, like, even, like, you know, people who identify themselves as Hindu or Sikh being like, oh, you're Muslim, you're not allowed to do that, and they just base it off of one person that they've met. Right, exactly. Or what they've seen in in TV or on TV. So, um, like I've had people come up to me, like I'm out, I'm out at a party or whatever. And a girl will come up to me from, I have no idea who she is. And she'll say, Oh my God, you're Jazzy's brother. We went to Sunday school. And she's just like super drunk. I'm like, yeah, I have no recollection of who you are, but all right. And yeah, it's just people, people are different. They have their different ways of going about things. Yeah. I don't think there's like any space to judge people who are entirely different. Like at the end of the day, they're just living their lives just as they want to. So one thing I would just at the forefront would say is don't judge. But then the second thing I would say is, you know, how are, you know, two Muslims living such wildly different lives? Just because they're Muslim doesn't mean they have to fit into this, like, as Zoheib mentioned, this media portrayal of who they need to be in society. So I think just let them be and, you know, the person who might seem more religious might have issues that the person who's less religious might not have. So it's all different sides of a coin. And when you really look at it, it's just, you know, how they want to live their lives. So the next question that we have is what embarrasses you about your background? And I'm going to go first. So the other day, Bashar wasn't there. The other day, we're, we're playing basketball. I think, yeah, it was me, Jazz, Hamza, some other guys that we know. And which, which group chat was it? This was the Maryville, Maryville group chat. Maryville group chat, all right. And Maryville, for those of you who don't know, there's a lot of people there. And there's, like, one aux cord that you can, like, play music on. And I think it was Hamza's iPod, not iPod iPhone or whatever phone you have that was playing and you had some rap music the vibe was nice people were hooping and then I think it was some Punjabi Bhangra music oh that started god. playing and I remember we looked at each other and we were like oh my god what do we do <laughs> and but then we were like you know what the music's fire the beats like super nice like it was the, a remix with Jay-Z yeah so it was just kind of <laughs> like yeah. Mm-hmm. No. yeah yeah okay. it was okay. it was and you say Jay-Z I know it's Mundianta Bachke yeah so we were just like I had a little bit of a moment where I was like this is kind of embarrassing because everyone started looking at obviously the only brown people who were there but then I was like you know what this is fire and we don't care it sounds good and let's just keep playing so yeah there have definitely been times where I've been embarrassed of my culture you know numerous times 
For example, we used to have this clock in my house that the azan would go off. And if I had some friends over, they would just be like, what is that noise? Like, is that someone singing? And I'm just like, oh, it's just like a call to prayer. And they're like, that's kind of dope, actually. (laughs) So, like, I don't know. Like, it's not so much embarrassment. It's just that, like, when you present the outside world with your culture that's a minority in the United States, you start to recognize that you're pretty different. I don't know, with Zoheb talking about the music or brown food, you know, not maybe looking, not having the best appearance or not uh, smelling, you know, the greatest. You start to think like, oh man, this is kind of weird. Like, this isn't like what my friends are doing. But at the same time, you just remember, oh, like, you know, this is what I was born with. This is what I grew up around. And, you know, there's no reason to feel embarrassed about it. I should actually, you know, be proud of who I am and what my culture represents. I think I have, like, a two-part answer for this, like, a kind of personal one and then just a general answer. So the personal thing for me that makes me feel embarrassed, I think it's just people generalizing you without getting to know you. They see you as a brown person and think, all right, their food smells bad, they listen to Bollywood music, and just so on. There's so many things that people think of when they hear India or Pakistan. There is so much more to our identity for, like, 99% of the bases you meet. And I guess that I can just say that I'm embarrassed when people say that brown food smells bad or people are so quick to set you into one little category that they don't want to get to know you before making these generalizations about you. As for another thing that kind of embarrasses me, I'm going to touch back on like the whole nationalism thing. I think that Pakistan has some of the best scenery in the world, like point blank. There's mountains and glaciers and meadows and deserts, literally everything you could ever want. Like, honestly, look up Chitral, Skardu, Gilgit, Gwadar. It's insane. And what I'm getting at about the, that I'm embarrassed about, it's the fact that Pakistan is kind of an international, like, joke. We have so much to be proud of, but there's nothing to show for it. And when people talk about scenic or exotic travels, they say Switzerland or Turkey, Thailand, East Europe, India, whatever. Like, Pakistan has so much more to offer than these countries combined. And it's kind of embarrassing in general having so much to offer the world and nothing to show for it. There's no tourism or world recognition, only what the media wants you to see. And I think if people start opening their eyes a little more and accepting that there's so much more to see out in the world, we can kind of develop ourselves on the global stage and have people ready to embrace us some more. Well, I think... I think that we got to understand, though, there's like a lot of bias in Western media, too. Like, you know, there's like agendas out there. Oh, yeah, there's totally agendas. But I feel like there's there's you think eat, pray, love. People think, oh, like India traveling. I I haven't seen that movie or read the book, but I'm I'm pretty sure there's something about India in there. When you think India, you think Taj Mahal or bustling city streets or street food. No one really has those opinions when you think Pakistan. You don't think mountains and valleys and rivers and lakes. See, I, I don't know, man, because obviously I just feel like the Western media has a portrayal of Pakistan that fits their political agenda. I would have to see, like, internationally, like, maybe, like, how people in Europe or, like, people in Dubai or the surrounding countries think see, of Pakistan. I, I totally get that, but I feel like there's so much discussion about visiting places such as India or Thailand that... There is room for Pakistan in there on the global stage. And maybe maybe I could be wrong. This is my perspective as an American citizen. So who knows how it is in different countries that are closer to Pakistan. Yeah, I think for the most part, you're probably right that Pakistan does get a bad... They're, they're, they, get, they get shafted. Yeah, they, and that, that there is room for improvement. I definitely agree with that. 
I, I'm just giving some. I got a rep, you know. I, right. I, I got to like, push and, back. And I feel bad saying stuff like this, but it's something you have to address. Like, we we understand what Pakistan is, and we look forward to things such as visiting these places or appreciating the scenery. I just want everyone else to understand how amazing it is too. To you know, fix our image. I, I think you have a lot of built-in frustration. That's kind of fair. I I kind of do because there's. I know that there's so much to offer the world, but. It's, it's nothing gets out there. There's nothing out there for Western media or even other media to consume. Honestly, if you look up Pakistan from the 1980s and 1990s, like people would go there to visit and like tour. Like it was a hot spot back in the day. Seriously, it was. Yeah, and I totally agree with what Shark and Jazzy are saying. I mean, one thing that has striked me is that you know when we actually expose our culture and background to the rest of the world, they find it cool. So. Why not take pride in your culture and background and expose it to other people, you know? You never know. They just might find it very interesting and unique, and it's something that they've never seen before. So don't be embarrassed about it. Rather, uh, be prideful in it, and don't be afraid to show the world what you got. I think this really recently has been stemming for me because I was looking up just you know different travel videos. I followed this guy on YouTube. His name is Drew Binsky. And he makes videos traveling to every single country in the world. And he always highlights how great Pakistan is. And it got me thinking, you know, what what is the scenery in Pakistan? What are things over there? And I found this like one month travel itinerary and just looked up the scenery from these places. And it's just, it's insane. There's so much out there. And when I go visit Pakistan, we mainly just stay in Karachi, which is on the complete southmost border by the ocean. It's just, it's an entire country. That's like saying, you know, oh, I visit America, but only staying in like Miami. There's so much more out there. And I just wish people could see that. So I guess that's just kind of something I would change about Pakistan, and I'm going to use that as a terrible segue into the next question, which would be, what would you guys change about yourself? And it could be spiritually or mentally or just anything. What, is, what about your identity would you want to change? Yeah, I don't think there's anything I would change about myself simply because uh, I've grown to accept and love who I am. And I think that's how we all should be. You know, we can always look at certain small aspects of our life and be like, oh, I wish I was more like this, or I wish my face looked more like this, or I wish I was like huge and ripped, or like I wish I was better in shape. But I think the main point of this question is to just accept yourself as who you are, love who you are, and take pride in who you are because. You are you. There's no one else like you, and you should really be proud of the fact that, you know, there's no one else like you, and so try to be unique in your own way. Yeah, I'm not going to take the high road like that. I wish I was better at basketball. Um, Practice makes perfect. Yeah, I just don't have enough time to do that. Unless but you're me, then practice will change absolutely nothing. I wish I wish I was like 6'3", 6'4", and could just dominate basketball. Just meet me on the court. I'll take you to school, and hopefully you'll learn. I think for me, uh, you know, I'm going to go out and say it. I think I would change my nose. Like, it, it, you all have such, like, deep, meaningful answers, but, you know, I, you got to learn to love yourself, but I would change my nose. Okay. I think it's a little, little too big for me, and... Uh, I mean, my answer was about basketball. Like, it wasn't that deep. True. Okay, true. But Hamza, Hamza was getting a little deep, so I'm just going to stick with nose for this one. What about you, Jazz? I would just, like, try and be, like, a little more religious instead of... These are good answers, man. Like, I have friends who are religious. They're all chill. They all, like, would do whatever, like, I do and, like, hang out. It's just another another step you wish you could take yourself. I feel like I, could, I should ch- change my answer now. 
No, I think I think see, yeah, but it I just feel speaks like to your identity. My answer you know, too. <laughs> you it's it's something that you feel about yourself, and there's no problem with that. Just because someone else has a different answer doesn't mean you can't add that as well. Yeah, they could be good at basketball, and there's Muslims in the NBA. I mean, obviously, there are things that I would love to change about myself. Don't get me wrong, but like at the same time, it's just like acceptance and loving yourself. So like. I'm just going to go out here and try my best every day and just see what happens. Like That's what it's about. It's just the constant improvement of yourself. So, hey, I'll teach you how to shoot three. That, it's, really, it's really annoying. Jazz can just drain threes if you let him. It's the most annoying he, thing. Dude, he hit like six in a row the other day, and the thing is, like, he doesn't look... The form is awful. form is trash. And he it doesn't is. look the part, and it's just the most frustrating thing when you leave him open and he hits these threes. It's, it's just You like, got Jazz Curry out here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Facts. That's a good do whatever you got to do to help your team win. All right, we're going to end it on a fun note from Zahabe, and he's got another question for us. Okay, so this is something I saw, and I just figured it'd be a good way to end this next Q&A. So would you rather visit Alaska or Hawaii, and why? I would visit Hawaii because it's warmer, and they got beaches and ABC stores. Oh, true. There's ABC stores on every corner. Wait, what's an ABC store? I'm it's pretty like sure it's just Walgreens. A, it's like a Walgreens. I think that's what we noticed because we were kids, but I'm pretty sure it's just like a general liquor store that sells other stuff. I'm, so uh, shout out, Jazz. <laughs> I'm actually lucky enough to have gone to both Alaska and Hawaii, and I would say I prefer Hawaii. Actually, my best vacation, I would say, that I've ever taken in my life was to Maui, Hawaii. And that was just a magical experience. Just the scenery there as well as the beaches and the people you got to meet at the hotel were just all awesome. The warm weather, the uh, culture of the Hawaiian people is just something that really spoke to me and really something I enjoyed. I have been to Hawaii, Waikiki specifically, and while it was cool and all, I'm going to say this. I want to go to Alaska. One simple reason, and that's to visit Chicken, Alaska. There's a city called Chicken, Alaska, and they have a merchandise store. They sell shirts that say, like, I got laid in Chicken, Alaska, and they have an airline called Chicken Airlines, I think. They have a chicken airport. Like, what is there to not love about that? Wait, how large is the city? I'm sure there's probably, like, 12 people that live there, not gonna lie, but, like... And wait, how did you find out about it? You, that's, there's no answer to that. There's no answer to that. Chicken Alaska's population is seven, by the way. Jesus. And I'm, I'm ready to make that population a little bigger, if only for a week. Would you guys go to Chicken Alaska? No. Just for the just yeah, for the means. I, don't, I, I would don't rather think. go to Janu, Alaska. Janu, you mean Juno? No, don't say same thing. It's he, not he said Juno. He tried Jack to Jack say Jack same Jack thing. Jack Juno. No. Yeah, Chicken Alaska, that is my dream vacation. I don't know. I'll probably go to Hawaii this December. You know, their population was actually a lot bigger in uh two thousand. It was seventeen. What happened? Yeah, I they might have left. There's the, probably not a lot going on. It's like a gold rush town. Who knows? Alaska is actually pretty dope, too. Like, the scenery there with the nature and the glaciers, it's pretty nice. But, you know, at the end of the day, I would have to say Hawaii. It also depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for, like... Merchandise with chickens on it? Well, not necessarily that, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I Both are great states, the 49th and 50th state, respectively, Alaska and Hawaii. So can't go wrong with either of them, man. They're both great vacation spots. If you ever get the opportunity to visit either of them, definitely go. All right, I'm going home now. Buy me, buy me something from Chicken if you go there.
Moving on, we've also gotten a lot of requests for relationship questions, so stay tuned for that because we're going to have a full episode on relationships soon and it's going to get real. I think this is the most fun I've ever had on a Q&A episode ever and we're finally getting into some real topics and I think this really sets a tone for what we're doing moving forward. We're going to get into some super strong and serious topics and share our perspectives with them and we can't wait to share them with you guys, right? Yeah, we finally got Jazz on here. Yeah, thank God he spoke. Yeah, can your fans like stop commenting on? Like, yeah, they're the- harassing us. Asad, I'm watching you, dog. <laughs> Shout out to the Maryville guys, Asad. I this is for you. I can't study without them coming to me and being like, "Hey, you need Jazz on this episode." Right? They're gonna riot in the streets. Free Jazz. Free right. Jazz 20, 2019. Free Jazz 2019. All right, guys. It's been a blast, and we will catch you next time on The Confused Basie Podcast. See ya.